Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. It's time, it's that time again for another one. And uh, I'm feeling very excited today because I've got a bit of a celebrity on the podcast. Um, Jason R. Levine, um, also known as Fluency MC, is something of a legend in the world of online English language teaching. He's become pretty well known on YouTube, in particular for his videos in which he uses hip hop to bring a fresh approach to teaching English. Jason raps his English lessons, and many of those raps have become YouTube sensations. For example, Stick Stuck Stuck, I think is what it's called, the past participle rap, which has over 2.5 million views on YouTube, and the present perfect rap, which is a full-on explanation of the grammar rules for the present perfect tense, delivered in rhyme. But um, Jason is not only a teacher who raps. Um, A look at Jason's CV shows that he is involved in a number of very interesting English teaching projects. He leads workshops, he has published material, and is an English specialist for the US Department of State, which makes him sound a bit like a government agent, really. And uh, he has a very interesting academic and personal background, which has led him to take this fresh new approach to language teaching. On the musical side, Jason raps, but he also plays the drums like me, and he DJs and produces his own tunes. Um, There's so much to ask him and so much to talk about, and hopefully Jason will do some rapping on Luke's English Podcast too. And who knows... I might even get involved in that as well. You can look forward to all of this in this episode of the podcast. Now, I've never met Jason before. This is actually the first time I've spoken to him. And uh, I always thought that Jason lived in New York. But a while ago, I was on Facebook and I saw a photo of him in Paris. And I assumed he'd visited for work or for a holiday. So I sent him a message saying, next time you're in Paris, how about an interview for Luke's English podcast? And he wrote back saying, actually, I live in Paris. So needless to say... I was pretty surprised. Uh, What are the chances of that, I thought. So naturally, I I thought I'd take the opportunity to hook up with him and interview him for the podcast. And he's sitting right next to me now. So let's get started. Hello, Jason. Hey, Luke. How's it going? Fine. How are you doing? I'm great. It's great to be here. Great. As I said, I'm sort of amazed in a way because for me, you're a bit of a, as I said, you're a bit of an internet sort of celebrity in the the world of English language teaching. Well... I, I guess the like you mentioned, stick stuck stuck. I mean, if it weren't for that video, I'm not sure how much of a celebrity I'd be. But thankfully, uh, that video has been very popular, uh, and as a result, other videos I've made and other materials have have uh, not gotten quite that popular, but have gotten out there and reached a lot of yeah. teachers and students. I, w- I want to know the whole story, but there there aren't that many. I mean, there are more and more now, but there aren't that many sort of online English language teachers who have sort of made a name for themselves like you. I mean, you've got, I mean, you and a few others, really. 
Well, the most exciting thing for me these days is I'm working with with some of those others, yeah. that, and and um, and several of them were mentors for me. For example, uh, Jennifer Lebed of English with Jennifer, mm-hmm. Rachel from Rachel's English, yeah. uh, and and others. So you know that that's exciting. Mike Marzio of Real English, who's also in France, in, in the really? south of France. Yeah, yeah. Know. So so um, yeah, that's that's really been um, in the, in the last couple of years. Uh, a really wonderful thing about the work I'm doing because uh, with online uh, <clears throat> teaching uh, with WizIQ, I've been able to work with other teachers who are also interested in, in getting in the online classrooms. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so you're living in Paris then, and I thought you were sort of. I thought you lived in. Brooklyn or something. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in Brooklyn. Uh, my wife, who's Parisian, so yeah. we uh, she's from here. We met in Brooklyn yeah. um, 16, 17 years ago. And after we got married, stayed in New York. Uh, we thought about coming here, but didn't and had two kids and raised them uh, there. But recently we decided uh, we wanted to try out uh, living living in Paris. Yeah. And um, it's been it's been fantastic yeah. experience how, how, how are you finding the french lifestyle um well compared to things in america as far as sort of everyday um lifestyle differences uh, i feel much more comfortable here yeah really oh yeah wow. <laughs> i'm not a big like get into the suv and drive on the highway nah. to work person nah, you know? so I'm, you... not, I'm not a mall shopper no nah. <laughs> so yeah. it, it feels i feel a little more normal right uh, over here have you done lots of traveling in in your in your life you know, <clears throat> very little outside of the States uh, up until uh, I, I got the position as an English specialist, uh, actually. Yeah. I mean, I had been a few places, but uh, as far as, um, you know, really visiting parts of the world outside of, uh, you know, Europe and the States, that's really been uh, a recent thing. Yeah. Uh, in the States, though, growing up, uh, we our, all our vacations were, you know, to a different state. To right, get in the car <laughs> and yeah. drive. So, so I do know the states very well. Yeah. There's a lot of variety, of course, in the in the US. But it's nice to have you here in Europe. Yeah, it's, you know? it's you know, um, just just meeting you and meeting a lot of others uh, that that are uh, done such great work uh, in this part of the world has been yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Okay, so are you on Team Europe now? Is that <laughs> <laughs> well? You know, the thing about online teaching and learning is you know because <clears throat> I these days you know. I travel and and I've been doing workshops, uh, especially this uh, tour we're doing with Gallery Languages, Rhyme on Time. Uh, But otherwise, I work, you know, from anywhere, phone, computer, and spend time with people from all over the world at all times of day and night. Mm -hmm. So I don't really feel like I'm there's one team anymore, which is which is so great because um, you know once once you at least for me once you get the feeling that you're kind of from everywhere and with everyone and teaching everyone and learning from everyone yeah. uh, you don't want to go back yeah <laughs> to anything else feels a little restricted yeah. isolated it's totally global yeah, yeah. So you're a global citizen <laughs> rather than sort of you know, american or european exactly um so i, I was gonna say that um you're you know I, I mentioned that you're a sort of living legend of english language teaching online wow are you are you famous <laughs> jason <laughs> well i guess it depends <laughs> do you feel famous um you know what feels <clears throat> really good is uh, when doing these workshops with Gallery Languages, Rhyme on Time, going to different countries and uh, having kids come up and sometimes have a picture of you or they want an autograph. Yeah. Um, the last last uh, tour uh, in uh, in Italy, uh, I was at a school 
and they they had to go back to class. They had to take them back to class, but the kids wanted me to to give them my autograph, and um, the the teachers were you know hustling them out of the room, and then a few of them snuck back <laughs> like twenty minutes later. I don't know if they went to the bathroom or whatever, and came back to find me and stuff. So yes, that, moments like that, yeah. And and what's 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 so cool about that is um, you know to be it <clears throat> you know talk about someone who's in the media like a singer or an actor who has an influence you know but and tries to do something you know quote good or to teach but you know when you're a teacher in the first place yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is that yeah. the kids are you know so into right. uh, it's 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 a it's a it's incredible and um I see it happening for many others uh it's just the beginning as far as I can tell yeah. uh, with teachers going into the media it's a, it's a very it's a new thing think it's going to get bigger then Jason absolutely because i think the only it's it's really you know, uh, we talk a lot about technology. I'm not in, into tech per se, but what what what's so um, why I, I'm so involved in it, and such a big believer in it is is the the access. You know, teachers now have for students, and students now have for teachers. Mm. And then when you're in the media, <clears throat> whether you're a, you know an athlete, uh, a singer, an actor, and now a teacher, if people like you and they get comfortable with you and they trust you, and in this case they're learning from you, mm. then you're developing a relationship that's intense. And people say, well, in the physical classroom, isn't it more you know, intimate, the rapport? But when you think about the relationships we develop through media, you know, yeah. the people we admire, we respect, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I've, I've never seen the Rolling Stones live, but you can't tell me I don't have a connection to them. Oh yeah, you do. Definitely. You know, and that's just through seeing them and not even seeing them as much, just listening to a CD or a record. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, yeah. so when you consider, you know, how... The, the emotional connections we have with teachers in the first place, they're oh. deeper than with an actor or a singer. Yes. So when you combine that with the media. Right. So it's yeah, I think, yeah. So sometimes I think, you know, people uh, <clears throat> misinterpret what's going on when they, what I'm doing is, oh, well, you're a rapper, you're a performer. So that's why. And I don't think so. I think maybe that's why I've been lucky to get in it earlier. But what yeah. I see is anyone with, with charisma, passion, great teaching skills, uh, that those <clears throat> those characteristics, it's they're not limited to the physical classroom. You can do it in video. You can do it online. Mm. So I, I see it happening for any teacher who's you know really going for it. That's great. It's that's very promising. Um, so let's see. Let's let's go back to. I, I want to know about your story, basically, uh, Jace. I, I want to hear about sort of like where you're from and what you studied at university. Are you from New York originally? No, I'm from. I was born in Boston and uh, lived there till I was eight years old. Then uh, my family, my parents, uh, their, their jobs changed. We moved to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much feel like I grew up in St. Louis, like my hometown is St. Louis. Yeah. But then I went to college uh, in New York State. And from that point on, with a few like minor like uh, digressions living in different places, I was, I've been, was on the East Coast. Right. So yeah, yeah, coming here to live in Paris is um, really the first time I've been, I've lived somewhere besides the East Coast yeah. since I was yeah. a little kid. Yeah, okay. Do, do you mind me asking how like how long were you in? When did how old were you when you went to New York then? I was when I went to college, so I was I was eighteen, yeah, and I was about an hour outside of New York oh, right. City. Good time, and then yeah, really good time. When when was that? If you don't mind me asking, <laughs> I don't mind at all. <laughs> in fact, I saw on Facebook that, and I can't figure out how to get rid of it. Not only is my birthday on there, which is fine, but the year I was born is on there. And no matter what I do, I can't get it off. So I figure it's meant to be. Everyone's meant to know how old yeah. I am. So that was that was nineteen eighty eight. I graduated high school, all right, uh, yeah. and went to college, and then in 
92, I moved to New York City. Yeah. And then there were, you know, a, a different, I, I, I moved around a little bit, but basically I was in, been in that area since we came to Paris. Okay. Yeah. 1992 in, in New York, mm. right? So that, if we talk about hip hop a little bit, that's, that was like a big time for hip hop music. I mean, the two greatest, I mean, of course I'm biased, but I mean, not just me, people who look at hip hop historically. I agree with you. The two two of the most incredible times were when I was in high school and when I was in college. So, you know, I went to high school, 84, 85, Mm -hmm. uh, graduated 88 and then through 92. So that period of high school and college. um, Yeah. What's your? Who are your, some of your favorite hip hop artists? Uh, actually, I have I have a little rhyme when people ask me who your favorite rappers. Yeah. I, I got tired of trying to remember, so need, I made. Do, do you I need made, a beat? <laughs> no, no, I don't need a beat for okay. this. It's more of a spoken word thing. All right, uh, and I'm not sure I'll remember all of it. <laughs> uh, I'll try. I'll try. If not, we can stop and you can edit it out sure. or something. <laughs> but I won't. I uh, won't. You won't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so Rakim and Nas, Kane, G Rap, and Comet met the man Lupe and KRS One. Pasta News, Redman, Big L and Jay-Z, Ghostface and Biggie, Slick Rick and Technique, most uh, Busta Rhymes, most deaf Busta Rhymes, Eminem and Cool Keith. There we go. Brilliant. That's 20. Those are some of the top <laughs> names from the 90s era yeah. of hip hop. Yeah, nice, nice stuff. We'll come back to the hip hop music in a bit. What did you study at university in in New York State University? No, no, it was no? Uh, Vassar College. It's, uh-huh. it's outside uh, New yeah. York City, a little yeah. bit upstate. Right. And then I went. I, uh, I have an MA in TESOL uh, from City University Hunter that, College that the, I got much later. Uh huh. Um, you, you went back to college and did the the TESOL. I did. My stories. I mean, I was in a PhD program uh, that I quit. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah it sounds <laughs> a lot interesting of switching around and stuff uh, the original degree though that you did psychology ah. uh but focusing on education uh so when i when i just later on uh did the masters it was kind of returning to uh, yeah. a lot of the interests i had yeah. in college as what, far as research and practice and does, does psychology come into what we do oh absolutely i mean i think the reason <clears throat> especially you know language acquisition and second language teaching and learning, mm. you know, for me, the reason I, I fell in love with it, because that's not something I was doing in college with psychology and education. It wasn't the language learning side mm. at all, mm. because I, I recognized, uh, I figured out that it was like this window into like learning and psychology. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, and then bringing all the cultural stuff that I was also interested in, it was like, wow, you know, this is, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think perhaps there's, You've, I'm sure you're, you've, you've thought about this a lot and you've talked about it before, but uh, in, those, in, in the hip-hop approach, there's also a sort of psychological approach behind teach, the teaching method, isn't there? Yeah, I love how you call it the hip-hop approach. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I've never heard it quite like that before. But, uh, I think uh, you should formalize it. Yeah, I think it, I might. In an academic paper, you could call it the hip-hop approach. We've had like the grammar translation method, the, That's you know, right, man. all of these different stages in English language teaching, and now finally... Uh, double H-A, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you could you could probably make that case for almost any approach. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing about about music, I mean, we all know how you know, vi- not just important and not just effective, but how vital music is to learning. So you know, imagine growing up without learning mm. language, especially through music, yeah. or if not through music through you know poetry which is sort of in the same i mean you know so much of our first language is learned 
through rhyme. Uh, if we don't have rhyme in the culture, it's still learned through you know something that has sort of some cadence or some rhythm to it. I mean, you know, so it's it's very, it's very natural for me since I was a hip hop DJ, you know, very amateurish one, but still mm. uh, to you know use start using that in, yeah. in the classroom. Just makes me think actually that there is a very old tradition of of handing down information orally. And and it's done through rhyme. Sure. I mean, not just in in rap, but uh, you know, in in old English and, and old storytelling and oral uh, tradition of passing information down. Before it was written, it was put into uh, the form of songs and rhymes and poems and stories. Yeah. And so it's you know it's probably part of that same tradition. Sure. And pick pick up a book for you know a, a four year old. Or, yeah. any, or, or younger the younger the more likely there's going to be rhyme in it yeah exactly yeah uh, you know it's something we just take for granted rhyming actually <clears throat> is uh quite interesting from a psychological point of view because it somehow there's just something quite uh, magical about mm. about rhyme mm. uh if you make a phrase rhyme if you make a statement if you if you say a statement and you make that statement rhyme it's a lot more there's there's just an, an edge of of magic to it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. It's it's the pattern. The brain loves patterns, and the yeah. reason it stick stuck stuck. The reason I, I I was inspired to write it that way. I wasn't the first person to organize, um, you know, the verbs it, by their spelling and, and phonological patterns. That you could find that, though not as often as you'd think you would, mm. given that that's a pattern that the brain you know can yeah. store. So you know, no. bring brought brought you know, catch caught caught. So I talk, did find, right. I, I did find a few people had done that. Yeah. Uh, so when I had the idea for the song, I looked to see, and I didn't see a song. What I saw was a couple people had, you know, let's get rid of this arbitrary alphabetical order yeah. thing, which is great yeah. for reference, but it's not a way we, we don't learn alphabetically. Right. That's not a pattern the brain mm. recognizes. And, and let's put these into these groups. Mm. Um, it amazed me that, that there wasn't some list like that that everybody yeah. knew about. Like a mnemonic <clears throat> Right list, yeah, rather than yeah. alphabetical list, yeah, yeah, and it, you, you see this everywhere. You see, you know, I, I know there's a geography song that people usually a little bit older than me, uh, a, a lot, almost everyone they they know it in the states about mm. like the, the, the fifty states actually. Right, yeah. It's alphabetical, so it's like Alabama, Alaska. I don't know the song, but it's yeah. it's it's ludicrous. Why would you want to? <laughs> You know, why would you want to have Alabama and Alaska yeah. together in your brain? Yeah. You'd want to know where Alabama is. Yeah. And, you know, you'd want, you'd want to, you know, remember them uh, by, you know, something that's, you know, actually useful. <laughs> you know, physical uh, idea of like, yeah, I mean, people tend to remember um, when they um, match or connect things to already existing mm. spaces or Top already existing patterns. Right, right. So like, for example, the idea of, I've, I've talked about it a little bit on my podcast, but um, the idea of the uh, memory palace and all that sort of mm, thing, you yeah, know about yeah, that? Yeah, I like that stuff. Uh, mnemonics and, and yep. memory techniques and the idea that you can imagine in your mind like a, a space that you know very well and you uh, connect each thing you have to remember with a different part of that space. It works. And it works. Yeah. It really works. <laughs> And the other thing is like, you know, if you have to learn a list of, of, of words, then you create a little story in which mm. they're all connected. And you make a connection between each one and one thing leads to another. And that the end result is you remember a lot more. Um, so I think probably your approach um, is obviously motivating because it's uh, the hip hop. But also underneath it, there is a mnemonic uh, 
uh, technique there, which which actually allows people to remember. It sort of brings down the the effective filter. Mm. You know that sense mm. of you know it makes people relaxed and it's new and it's refreshing. Huge part of it, and it's engaging. But also, it's just like a memory. That's right, and the and the two go together because if you're not interested and engaged, first mm. of all, you're probably not going to do it, and you're not going to yeah. get enough of the multiple exposures to it that you're going to need. Because yeah. you know the, the the piece of mnemonics that's really important, and rhyming is really the original mnemonic. It's like a you know the most fundamental yeah. rhythms, another one. Yeah, because yeah. you know, uh, and but without repetition, it's not going to happen. So if you don't like the song or the poem or the scene from the movie, you're not going to repeat it. You know, yeah. if you're not interested, and if you're not interested, you're, you're either going to be bored or stressed. Or both, yeah. <laughs> so th- they go together. You know, the effective filter has to be down, and, and it's, when it's down, and then you're getting those multiple exposures, right? Uh, you know, and especially if they're delivered, you know, with some sort of way that helps the, the mind remember patterns, rhyming, rhythm. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'd like to actually just maybe for my listeners who perhaps haven't seen your videos. Mm-hmm. I expect most of them have, but there may be some people who haven't seen I you in not. the. I hope I get some new new. Videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to imagine you in the classroom, and you. Um, yeah, I think we'll talk about this now. I was going to come in, come back to this later, but I think it's probably a good time to talk about it now. Um, what's your like approach? How would you? Um, uh, order what's the sequence of, of uh, events in a lesson in which you use uh, a rap like that I mean what's what mm. comes first then what do you do so like you come into the classroom hello good morning my name's Jason I'm your <laughs> I'm your teacher uh, and then what happens uh, great question I mean first of all I can't answer that question without first making it clear that I haven't been doing that with my material for a long yeah. time and the reason is that I sort of put it out there for other teachers to do it sure with so i do i give a lot of advice uh through email or facebook about you know how they might go about using the song what would they right. do before they use the song so you, how you, would they supplement what they're doing in their textbook with the song so these are things that i either did myself or actually i learned by watching other teachers yeah. use my materials yeah i see so uh, you, you provide some lesson plans basically for so your i have stuff. A, i have a book i mean here's my little shameless yeah, plug yeah. called rhyme on time yeah <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have another book coming out i hope uh not not too long from now like yeah. a volume two rhyme rhyme on time rhyme on time and that's where the tour name came from so the the book's actually been out for a while i just have uh I have on my website and people can uh, preview it for free, actually print a sample lesson for free yeah. uh, on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there I have, you know, suggestions for sort of less, lesson plans actually and, okay. and suggestions for activities and, and worksheets. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, I think, <clears throat> you know, there's so many things you can do, you know, to, to warm up before a song. You can use the song itself as a, as a warm up to something else. I mean, there are just so many different ways mm. to use mm. songs. And, you know, it, it, almost anyone who's had a, at least a little experience in the language as a language, uh, as a language teacher has used songs yeah. and, and experimented. Yeah. So I think I, I really like to go with what teachers already like to do or what their students seem familiar with yeah. and like to do. Um, but I guess for me personally, you know, I developed these songs not so I could teach a whole lesson with a song, but you yeah. know, if we're already doing countable, unaccountable nouns yeah. in the book, yeah. uh, and I'm either you know not happy with the practice that's there or the or the the input that's there, it's some stupid story that students don't like, you know. Yeah. So you know, it's this kind of thing. So yeah. you know, the song is then input, you know, containing the collocations, uh, whether it's countable, uncountable nouns or it's you know whatever we're doing, gerunds and infinitives that. You know, uh, is either to substitute yeah. for what's in you know in the book, uh, not to deviate from the curriculum. On the contrary, but you know to supplement. I mean, yeah. that's what my stuff is all about. It's not you know 
you should throw out your method, you know, supplant what you have and, and use my uh, my method. Yeah. Or, and, you know, most of the teachers I work with couldn't do that if they wanted to because <laughs> they're working for ministries of education. Here's the book and it's what yeah. you do. So it's all about, you know, what could you do uh, on top of that? But just to answer your question, I mean, I think what I like doing most is uh, is doing the song, a- a- asking students to kind of listen for certain things, but just kind of to enjoy it. Uh, do do the song, uh, and then give them the lyrics. Yeah, do it again, and I have this in my book. Uh, but I don't think it's the best way. But just what it's I just one of the ways. Yeah, and then uh, because they just what to me is really important is that they're really eager for the next thing. You know, they want to, they, you know, they want to see the lyrics. They want you to do it again. You know yeah. what? So anything that you know uh, enables that. Right. Do you get the students to to actually rap in class? Absolutely, absolutely. So it, I never expect you know the stick stuck stuck that song. Uh, most people know that video more than they know any other videos that I've done. Mm. Um, but you know that song is one part of a lesson, and it's it's me doing the song. So I never expected when that first of all I never expected that video to get as popular as it did. Um, but then what happens is I get contacted a lot about that. Well, it's just you doing it. Why don't you have the students doing right. this song? I yeah. can't believe this guy is just, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny, you I, know, because, uh, yeah. I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you that because I, I, I was going to ask you, I bet you get like disgruntled teachers who assume that because that's that only that video is online, that that's all you do and that it's all teacher talking time and that the students aren't right. engaged and you're just showing off and all this sort right. of thing. I bet you get loads of criticism. Yeah. Right? Which on one hand it's preposterous. On the other hand, I guess I understand because I'm sure I've had knee jerk reactions to videos yeah. too, where I yeah. sort of jump to those conclusions. But you know, it's crazy. If you saw a video of students listening to something on a CD, yeah. would you say they're not talking? You'd probably assume that they're going to do some talking. Yeah. Uh, I assume people would understand that yeah. after that the students would do right you know production yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that was naturally. just the, that was just an input part of it and actually the students put the verbs up on the board too not me so there was okay. that and then i did the song and then they were doing it with the lyrics and and so forth but yeah um it's uh <clears throat> um Sort of lost my train of thought, but yeah. we were talking about. I just asked you uh, whether you get lots of criticism because maybe teachers see mm. your 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 rap on the video and they think he's just rapping in front of students. Yes. This isn't proper teaching, <laughs> but obviously there's a lot more involved. And yeah. and, and your and and your your raps and things are basically like supplements to to a normal to English other stuff we're doing. Course. That's right. And and even if I were going to do and when I have done it, uh, you know, a lesson that's entirely based on the song, there's going to be all kinds of practice with yeah. you know. The students taking the lyrics and maybe adding their own lyrics mm. or you know uh, changing it around or you yeah. know games to play with the vocabulary and like, like any any piece of input that you're yeah. using <laughs> whether it's a story or a tv show yeah. or whatever it is yeah. it's no, no different i imagine that uh what I, i'm just sort of trying to work out how you came up with this idea of like you know using bits of hip-hop in class i imagine that you you know teaching english maybe from a book in a classroom and as you said you just found that the stuff that was in the book was a bit dull and you thought how can i liven this up and i know i'm into hip-hop <laughs> I, i'm a dj and i rap outside of school maybe i can bring that into class and and that's gonna somehow bring this class to life a little bit more is that what happens that's basically what happened Uh, there's a little more to it uh i was you know really into the lexical approach um the whole idea of of teaching through collocations right and uh you know i was i was convinced you know taking you know communicative language teaching you know what are the students needs the functions they need to learn and and then having it not based on grammatical syllabus, but on a, 
on a, on collocation, you know, vocabulary based mm, mm. It, within those functions. What what are the chunks they need? The collocations well, they need. Like you mean, like um, just for introducing yourself, or mm. like you know, getting certain things done in English. What are the commonly occurring bits of language that that you exactly. need? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So so that was fine, but with students, the students were not still not you know producing. Yeah. chunks automatically fluently or accurately mm. i had a student uh named jian lee i talk about her a lot because she was literally the inspiration for that song which was the fr- yeah. six duck stuck which is the first song i've written yeah. and i have um close to 200 songs now that i've written wow. for english language teaching yeah. um, uh, about half of them are for oxford university press uh, and the other half are i've either put out or i haven't put out yet mm. um but six duck stuck was the first because jian lee I'd been in the States for five or six years and was still producing sentences like, you know, yesterday I go a movie. Right. And she, was, she wasn't producing it fluently either. She wasn't like, oh, yesterday I go a movie. Like she couldn't hear her mistakes. Yeah. She was also yesterday, uh, like thinking too much, monitoring, plus uh, inaccurate yeah. <laughs> use of grammar and vocabulary. <laughs> and, you know, in the States. Yeah. You know, not not in Korea, yeah. and that's because she wasn't getting enough exposure to the language. And part of that was she was, you know, going to Korean post office in New Jersey, Korean, you know, on the internet in Korean. Yeah. But the main reason was she was was not confident enough to go to the bank and do it in English, which she could have. Yeah. Go on the internet, so you know, in English. And teachers are always saying, and I was guilty of this too. Just go out and speak English. Go out and speak English, which is which is crazy. You know, you know, they're obviously, you know, it's not telling people to go speak. Yeah. What are we doing wrong in the classroom? So it's not <laughs> it's not just a question of telling her to go. Go off, off you go and speak. Go on. Um, you, you realize no, I need to do something in class to help her speak. Well, yeah. we, some, whether class or outside of class, she needs to get more exposure to English. Yeah. And she it needs to be you know comprehensible input. She needs to be motivated because she doesn't understand enough. If she doesn't understand enough, then she's going to, you know, her, her confidence is going to go down. If her confidence yeah. goes down, then, you know, she's not going to be motivated to, to go and learn. <laughs> you know, it's a vicious yeah. cycle. Yeah. You know, it's that intermediate plateau you know, right. that you get stuck on. She needs more input. And, and part of the problem with communicative language theory is we're sitting in the class pushing her to produce. Talk about yourself. Yeah. And we're not giving them enough of the input of yeah. the vocabulary and grammar expecting them to produce. Right. So, uh, you know, what I found, I was an academic director at that time and I was observing the teachers and I found that, you know, if you ask Ji-Yun, do you like your classes? Oh, I love them. Why? Oh, because I can express my opinions. We talk, I'm meeting people from different countries. She loved it. Mm. You know, in Korea, we don't have this. Uh, on the other hand, she wasn't really, we weren't, we, she wasn't getting enough exposure to the target language. She wasn't repeating it yeah. because we were so afraid of the audiolingual method. It wasn't sort of rigor. <laughs> yeah, I know what you, you know? mean. Yeah. The audiolingual method being that just sort of listen and repeat, lots of repetition, lots of drilling and, right. and stuff like that. Right. But well, as I say a lot, we threw the baby out with the bathwater right. with, with CLT, community of language theory, because we're saying, look, you know, this repetition, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's these meaningless drills. Yeah, but repetition doesn't have to be meaningless. Yeah. So when you're listening to a song 10 times because you like sure. it, you don't feel like that's meaningless yeah. you know so it's all about what you're repeating not uh you know the fact that you shouldn't repeat right something. let me just go back mm. to that phrase that you just used we threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. yes now um let's just have a little look at that phrase and then just consider how you just used it in the context of this story sure so what does the phrase mean first of all so if you think about giving a baby a bath when you're done you've got the dirty water yeah so you throw the dirty water out you don't want to throw the baby out 
So you don't want to, it's actually, it translates to a very simple phrase, which is you don't want to throw the good out with the bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 in, the, and, and in the context of this story, yes. it, we're talking about uh, communicative language teaching, right. which is all about engaging students in genuine communicative situations. Which is great. Which is great. And it was a sort of, was it a response to the audiolingual approach? Very much. And yeah. But early on, it wasn't so much, you know, I learned uh, in, in CELTA, and I think still today, to be fair, but less than I think there should be, we learned about, you know, the good types of drilling and the importance of, of, of meeting the language many yeah. times to be able to, to retain it. And, yeah. and, but, but still, you know, there's, uh, you know, too, too many teachers, and I put myself in this category until pretty far along in my career, mm, mm. Of, of, you know, not doing enough giving the students enough exposure uh, and it's it's not just in the classroom but the thing is if you inspire it through the classroom if they get then they're going to go out and repeat songs in english and yeah. repeat tv shows in english and and that's where because the classroom there's not enough time to get that kind of exposure no matter what right so it's more about how we can make students you know f- more confident to to get out there and get that exposure yeah okay in in w- when communicative language teaching sort of became the norm as a, res- as a as a sort of movement away from the mechanical approach of just drilling with the audiolingual approach right, right. Uh, method um they they everyone started focusing on these real sort of communicative situations are getting your students to express themselves lots of student talking time but the the moment where we threw the baby out with the bathwater is where we lost something that was good about the repetition mm. and the drilling and the exposure that you get with the audiolingual approach. Right. So you managed mm. to bring it back in, but you did it through through rap. Yeah, and I see people, other people doing it through drama, through poetry, through sto- mm. you know, through mm. watching the same video clip over yeah. and over again. You know, what it comes down to is if, if the students and, and kids do that naturally, read the same book 17 times. Yeah. I want to hear the same song again? I don't want to hear it again. It's, it's instinctive because they, that's the only way you learn language. Yeah. Period. I, Adults, I, it's like, oh, I read this article, I'm done. I, I know it, so I'm done. And that might work for, you know, a theorem or something in physics. Yeah. Uh, even there you need repetition, but not the same way you need like, grammar structures and vocabulary. They have to be repeated. So if you yeah. understand it, and this is you know, paradoxically what, what's bad about analytical thinking and getting to a critical thinking level, is you yeah. start analyzing thinking about the language so much yeah. that you, you know, you're not acquiring it, you're, you're, you're trying to learn it, and then you think, oh, I'm done. And you didn't get exposure to those phrasal verbs enough, so you're, right. it's impossible that you're going to produce them in a role play, the way the teacher wants you yeah. to, or, or out in real life. So it's not just a, <clears throat> just not just a question of like analyzing the language using your critical thinking, but it's a question of simply just sort of like having the language go through Letting your mind go. and go through your through, go through your mouth uh, lots and lots and lots of times until the point where it just becomes natural. It's a bit like going to the gym or learning to play tennis. It's exactly like, like if that. you're if and you're I learning talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're learning to play tennis, you just need to practice that forehand that's it again and again and again until it just comes naturally to you right and when you look at people like crash and the natural approach and ash and tpr i mean nothing we're talking about is anything i came up with so i will tell you now what i did come up with a little bit because it goes back to your original question so i'm sitting there you know totally into you know crash and natural approach with the effective filter and the engagement and the comprehensible input and then the lexical approach with everything with collocations Mm. Where I felt I got, you know, where I was disappointed, where I felt I, I sort of got let down with the lexical approach was that the basically they said, you know, you've got to have a lot of exposure to collocations. And I agree. How, so, you know, what do I do? How <laughs> can I give them, my students? I, yeah. And they said, well, here are these great worksheets. 
Right. <laughs> you know, so the, the stuff that uh, Lexical approached and the LTP was the publisher. They had their own publishing company yeah. at the time. They had great, you know, make and do worksheets, you know, yeah. take, put, you know, delexicalized verbs, great stuff, adjective plus prepositions, you know, all yeah. this great stuff. But as as good as a make and do worksheet is, are you going to do it 10 times? Yeah. So the students love it because collocations, the way we feel about collocations is the way a collocation works, just this click. It's like, yeah. that's it. That's how, you know, because that's how we learn our first languages yeah. too. You just learn that these words go together and that's yeah. it. They're, they, they're a partnership and... Yeah. Ask a seven-year-old what take means. Yeah. And they, they can't explain what a delexicalized verb is, but because they learn it through collocations. Take my hand, take a shower, yeah. you know, uh, that, that's how it works. Let's just, let's just briefly look at mm. what the lexical approach is. Sure. Because some of my listeners, as learners of English, they might not be familiar with, mm. with, the, with the idea. So the, I think the lexical approach basically says that language, rather than uh, like English in particular, rather than um, being a grammatical language exactly, it's more about uh, vocabulary and, it's, and, and it's, it's a way of looking at the language from the point of view of vocabulary rather than looking at it as a system of you know, grammatical rules. So, for example, we tend to f- structure our sentences with chunks of vocabulary, mm, mm-hmm. like bits of vocab that commonly go together to create little chunks. And these, these are called collocations, mm-hmm. you know, like take a shower or have a shower, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, um, one of the things, your website is called colloandspark.com, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Yes. Colloandspark.com. And Collo and Spark is like one of the little uh, sort of catchphrases you have, yes. or one of the name of, of your approach or yes. something like that. Um, so this relates to the lexical approach, doesn't it? Collo being short. Directly. Collo is short for collocation. Right. Um, and um, what about Spark? Spark is... Are you ready? Yeah. Superpowered automatic recall of knowledge. Whoa. <laughs> Spark is being able to, you know, quickly use irregular verbs accurately. Yeah. You know, it, it, Spark is, is the automaticity, you oh. know, and it comes from, in most cases, not studying and analyzing, but from exposure when you're interested, engaged, and relaxed. Right. right. So um, I'm going to connect this directly to a story I have to make sure I tell you, mm. which is I was so I'm struggling here trying to figure out how to get my students this input. And I, I didn't think music and rap. Uh, I had an epiphany one day, uh, true story. I was teaching and I don't exactly remember exactly what I was saying, but something where I said, you know, I always, and a student, a Korean student, uh, intermediate level, low intermediate, mm. and a student that didn't usually say things, especially not burst, you know, like that. Yeah. She said, Coca-Cola. Whoa. And I didn't understand what happened. And the students are laughing. And then it hit me. At the time, the slogan for Coca-Cola was always Coca-Cola. Right. So she'd made a collocation. Yeah. <laughs> and she felt really happy about it and excited because it was automatic. It's very high frequency. There you go. That's when I realized how high frequency it needed to be. Yeah. And how relaxed the people need to be. Because that's what commercials do. Yeah. So she's on the bus, always Coca-Cola. Uh, she's looking at a billboard, always Coca-Cola. She must have seen it hundreds of times. But she didn't study it. She didn't try to remember it. Mm. But it's the same as how we don't try to remember lullabies. Our grandmother sings us, I have to study this. Mm. You know, it's the repetition when you relax, not thinking about it. I, I never tried to uh, remember the whole script from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. I just remembered it because I watched it so many times when I was a kid. And if you'd studied it and really tried to pack it all in for a test, you probably would have got an A, and then today you'd remember none of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, I've got I, I carry it with me for the rest of my life, Jason. <laughs> now, how useful is it? This is where it comes down to. Always, Coca Cola is not a highly functional. It's not one of the complications yeah, yeah. that this student could really use. It doesn't have high surrender value. How about always be there, always on time? Yeah. This student didn't have those colors. Yeah. This student had always Coca-Cola. Right. So I started looking at other ones. Just do it. Yeah. I said just. My students said do it. Mm-hmm. I said Kentucky. Fried chicken. They didn't see say Frankfurt, which is the capital, or Louisville. Oh, those right. are also collocations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said fried chicken. So yeah, it's about the frequency and it's about the fact that they didn't study it. Mm. You know, I call it learning when you're not looking. Right. You know, that's the, and the whole crashing thing, the whole idea of acquiring, yeah. not learning. You know, subconscious uh, acquisition. That's actually when <clears throat> that often that's actually when the brain is at its most uh, suggestive. Absolutely, uh, and this this works in hypnosis as well. Exactly, and in subliminal advertising. That's they it. Dis- and, and magicians use it too. Yep. Uh, they they distract your attention with something, and then out the corner of your uh, uh, when you're not looking, they're actually doing lots of things, mm-hmm. and also. Um, uh, uh, suggestive hypnosis or or you know you see these shows where people uh, make people do other things right um there, there's there are ways of like feeding in suggestions to influence someone's behavior i mean there's a a guy who i really uh respect called Darren brown he's mm-hmm. a, a magician and illusionist and mentalist and all this stuff and he does he has these amazing tricks where he manages to um it, it looks like he's reading someone's mind but in fact what he's doing is he's feeding in the information as a suggestion and they're producing it they think that they've wow. they've come up with it themselves but he's actually influenced them and then he's written it down on a piece of paper and it's, he's not reading their mind he's just making them say this this thing uh, and the way he does it is he finds little ways of sneaking s- stuff in uh, uh subliminally um while they're not looking basically so learning really while you're like not looking this. well think about I mean, what i think a teacher in a communicative language classroom wants to have happen is you do a role play for example and then that student's going to go out and automatically do that role you know be at a store and right be able to do that yeah uh the problem of course (laughs) is that without enough kind of repetition and learning when you're not looking yeah it's not going to be stored right there they're not going to have that and it's not fair to them it's not fair to us to expect them to understand what they did and then be able to yeah. <laughs> to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, so this sort of revelation that you had of learning without looking and these mm. collocations, how did that then lead you to start uh, rhyming in the classroom? Before I started rhyming, I started making card games. Because I, what, I, what I thought was about was what I can't, you know, I don't have a budget to do corporate advertising like Coca-Cola. Yeah. I can't, you know, and I can't expect my students to like, I can't put that, <laughs> you know, wallpaper their room with the collocations yeah. they need yeah. <laughs> or something. Or, 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 or like pay for billboards to be right. put up all around town. Although I, you know, I thought about some kind of crazy things like the wallpapering their room thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, you know, how are they going to get the multiple exposures, enough of the repetition? It has to be something, because these are adults. You know, kids, again, kids want to read a book 17 times. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to do the worksheet 17 times, we'd have no problem. Right, right. <laughs> so what are they going to want to do 17 times? Not because I told them to, not because they think they have to do it. Mm. You know, we know that doesn't work mm. with motivation. Uh, card games. Right. When you like a card game, you will play it again. So it's a little bit of the addictive component is important right, too right. you know um so if if we if i made card games with called color cards and i don't sell them anymore in the future i hope to bring them back yeah. i've got 
so many of the but you know I Jaren and Infinitive cards right but it's not flash cards and it's not a hokey game it's actually 52 cards like a regular deck and yeah. you can play regular games you've got all the numbers and the suits well it's, yeah I'll, I'll show them to you at some sure. point sure. <laughs> but yeah the idea was you know they, they play games with them and yeah. while they're playing they're yeah, getting yeah. exposure right. and they're saying them too because they're, they're being, practicing they're being forced to make the sentences and the collocations a little bit of it not as much forcing them to do that as much as just playing again not pressuring yeah. them or not yeah, telling yeah. it's not like a chore right it's more like they're playing a fun game and along the way so it's like the idea of like you know don't study these advertisements to learn the collocations yeah you're just going to get exposure to those advertisements and right. as a result you have them yeah then let's get in situations where you can use them yes and, yes, and that's yes. what we're doing with the card game same thing with the music so the reason i, I did the music was because the card games were working but not enough because they were only doing them in class and I didn't have enough money to make an app at the time. It was the beginning of all. I had this idea of, you know, stuff they could listen to for the cards and whatever. And then, yeah. um, but then what else do we do? What else do we repeat because we like two songs? If you like a song, you're like, I'm done with the song. It's the opposite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's, yeah. You know, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> so, you know, because I wasn't like, you know, I, I was a drummer, as you mentioned, and a DJ. But I didn't think I, I want to, you know, combine my interest in, mm-hmm. in hip hop and, uh, and and rhythm with teaching so much as I hit on it as what do we want to repeat naturally? Oh, music. What kind of music do I know? Rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I thought, wait a second. Then it started. Things started to click. It's like, wait, but you know, rap is the rhythm and the you know what i call shrinking and linking the reduced and connected speech of english and oh. it's you know melodies twist the stress into ways that are natural but rap yeah. is more true to oral discourse and like oh wow <laughs> but the main thing was that i had this student jiyun lee i'm actually getting back to yeah. this and and i was giving her sentences to repeat that rhymed and i was like you know i can make a whole song for these these uh, verbs mm. so i made the song the students liked it i was really bad at first i was really nervous doing it because i wasn't a rapper i was a dj i really hadn't done any, any yeah. rhyming yeah, yeah. except just kind of screwing around so i'm all of a sudden in front of the students confident as a teacher but not confident rapping yeah but I, I got better at it students helped me gave me advice and then uh, one day a student wanted to videotape me yeah and we videotaped me doing the song and that's, and that's and that, the that re- was the video yeah that video was done you know on a, on a student's uh not a phone at the time a like cam digital camera or something yeah I see. and the rest is history <laughs> i guess so wow that's that's brilliant it's a great story did you have you ever had any reactions from students who weren't into it does that happen to you sometimes? You know, it, it happened when I was when I was developing the ideas. It it happened not so often, I guess, because they already knew me and because yeah. I wasn't using it so much. I was just kind of a little, you yeah. know. When, when I put it out there, uh, I got great feedback, both positive and negative, yeah. uh, and sort of started changing it. Right. So you know, less and less as I put people's ideas into it. What I do get and it makes sense is people are like well i don't really like this style of music so i'm very interested in the idea of doing you know what i do with other kinds of music and i actually already have i've done you know with reggae beat with with r&b beat the thing about hip hop is you know it, not only recently where it's become more international and and other people have influenced their musical style but even from the beginning it was you know breakbeats from rock songs and stuff yeah. so it's really it's it's about the rhythm it's it's you know i can if you give me a rock beat i can do yeah. the rap to it yeah, so it's it yeah. the, the the main reason i've done it more with hip-hop flavor is just because that's what i you know kind of grew up loving most yeah, yeah. um but I, yeah i'm interested in doing 
doing what I do with different types of music. That's that's the main criticism I get is, okay. you know, can you do this with other music? Can you do it with classical music, for example? <laughs> if there's enough of a rhythm in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so uh, let, let me just ask you about the, the fact that you've been working uh, for the U.S. Department of State. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an English specialist for the U.S. Department of State. That's brilliant. It sounds like you're a special agent. <laughs> um, what does that involve? Well, let me just say, first of all, the reason that all happened in the first place was because a teacher in Morocco saw the videos I was putting up, put them on Facebook. Other teachers were talking about them. She said, you got to go check my Facebook group. I was like, what's a Facebook group? You know, and, uh, you know, this was 2010, something like that. And, um, yeah, so, and then, then she was like, you know, you should really come to Morocco. And I was like, well, how could we do that? And she said, well, I can write to the embassy. She wrote to the embassy uh, they saw the stuff I'd done and um, invited me to come. And, yeah. and I, you know, same thing happened with, with Oxford University Press. It, I, I, I'm sure, 100% sure, if I had, you know, suited up and gone to Oxford, you yeah. know, all due respect to Oxford University Press yeah. or the government and said, look, here's my method. Yeah. You know, why don't you sponsor me? Why don't you hook me up? Nothing, nothing would have happened, <laughs> but, and nor should it necessarily. I mean, you know, they responded to what teachers. Yeah. Already liked. So they came to you. Yeah, but they came to me because it's like it's already being tested in the field. Right. Better than being tested. And this is what n- new media is, what's so exciting about it. Is that if you've got something good and you put it out there and you make it better and more people watch it, then you know others in the industry are going to yeah. take notice. I'm just imagining what it's like when the government come knocking on your door and say, <laughs> uh, Mr. Levine, uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, we've, we've, been, we've been watching you. Um, <laughs> Happily, it was just an email. <laughs> All right, that's okay then. It wasn't two guys in dark glasses at the door. <laughs> FBI, we've we've we, we've we've noted that you have a very particular set of skills. Yeah, <laughs> if, if that happens, I'm just going to tell them to go to your place. Right. But yeah, the guy you're yeah. looking for lives on the other side of Paris. I do have a particular set of skills, <laughs> uh, skills which I've developed over a long career. Skills which make me a nightmare for people like you. Um, I've just I've been I've been I've watched the film Taken too many times, as you can tell. I can see you being one of those guys. Yeah, with really. The dark glasses at the door. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. do that. I could do I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's 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 where I see things going, Jason. Mm. Eventually, I'll be, I'll be a full time deep cover black ops <laughs> special agent kind of guy who who not who can not only teach English effectively but can also you know, deal with the terrorist situation as well, if necessary. I think we should get a video series going on. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) They thought he was an English teacher. (laughs) They were wrong. You know, that kind of thing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, All right, Jason, I think it's time uh, for me to ask you to to actually do some rhyming on on Luke's English podcast. Are you up for that? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm really excited. (laughs) And because it, this is perfect, because um, my listeners know that my brother makes uh, music. Uh, he makes hip hop, instrumental. Yeah, I just discovered that today. And big props to to Jim, right? Yeah, yeah, really, really like his stuff. So yeah, it's really good. So I think maybe this is the perfect opportunity for someone to put some lyrics down over some of his tracks. And uh, I'm looking at you, Jason. <laughs> I, I'm ready to go, man. Okay, right. I think what we'll do then is we'll go through some of his tunes. And uh, just tell me which one you like, and mm-hmm. then and then you can just sort of like, I don't know what the terminology should be. <laughs> you'll bust a groove, or uh, you'll like, I don't know what what 
You can create your own new collocation. Okay, if you'd like. you'll. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to stick with Buster Groove. But okay. I, the only reason I'm saying that is because I used to, uh, when I was when I was younger, I had a tape of uh, 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 Young MC. Right. Well, that's Buster Move. Buster Move. I think that's the see, the Groove Move. Oh, Buster Groove is a computer game. Yeah, and Buster Move really meant more like I'm going to go do something. Buster Rhyme is a yeah. colo for rapping. Buster Rhyme is, is yeah. a colo. So I could bust a rhyme. I mean, yeah. that sounds really like, you know, 1983 or something. But And uh, then, of course, we had Buster Rhymes, the, uh, the, yeah. the gentleman who uh, had a very particular rapping style. One in my top, the top 20 from Brilliant. earlier. He's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that what we're going to do now is set this up and then, ladies and gents of Luke's English Podcast, you're going to hear a bit of rapping from... It's a, it's a collaboration this is JT2000 featuring Jason uh, Fluency MC. Thank That's you. the proper. But can we call it a collaboration? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, we Collo-aberration. can. Collaboration. It's a yeah. collaboration. Thank, Thank you. Yes. All right, then. Here we go. Oh, I like the sound of this. It's Fluency MC in Paris. F to the R A N C E. <laughs> Chilling with my man L-U to the K to the E on the podcast. Check this out. We're going to do a little bit of stick stuck stuck. Goes like this. Yeah. Are you ready out there? Check it out. The microphone I take took taking. You shake shook shaking. Wake woke woke into the style I'm creating. Think thought thought. Seek sought sought. Listen to the lesson that I teach taught taught. Don't sleep slept slept. Snuck, snuck up, you leap left, left I keep kept, kept, having fun I'm never beat, beat, beaten I win, won, won Do, did, done Begin, begin, begun Shoot, shot, shot No, I don't own a gun I leap, fed, fed So I can be fed, fed The knowledge you need Straight to your head When I bring rock, brought it You catch, caught, caught it Sit back, relax Don't fight, fought, fought it That stick stuck, stuck That's irregular verb practice so ditch your list and get with the three R's. Relax, repeat, remember. I got a song to practice. Collocations, idioms with get. I'll do a little bit of that one next. It's called Get a Life. I got to know this kid when I got to junior high. He used to get into trouble, get in fights and get high. But when he got a little older, he got more mature. His mom got him in line so his vision didn't blur. She got in his case to get straight and get a job so they could get by without having to rhyme. Every night when he got off, he'd get out his notebook and get busy writing rhymes. Cause he was no crook. He got a look at universities and got some applications. Got approval from his teachers to get their recommendations. He got grief from his friends. He got insulted and got hurt when they got scared and insecure because they knew he would desert them. That's get a life. It goes through this child's life. Three verses. These are long songs, but you can break them up, do them little bits and pieces. All right, I also do songs to learn geography. I want to kick a little thing now about Africa. Check this out. Ooh, DJ Luke bringing in the new beat. I like this. All right, check this out. This is African geography, everybody. Check it out, check it out. We begin our journey on the coast of North Africa, Rabat, Morocco, and Algiers, Algeria, due east to Tunis, Tunisia, then south down the coast to Tripoli, Libya, continuing along the Mediterranean to Cairo, Egypt, near the Red Sea, then down the Nile, 
We travel for a while to Khartoum, Sudan, and Juba, South Sudan, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and Mogadishu, Somalia, Djibouti, Djibouti. Now all of you up north to Asmara, Eritrea. Listen and read to Bill Spark. I guarantee you that by having fun, by the time that we're done, you know the African countries and capitals, everyone. That one's called Africa 54. And I got one more thing to show you. It's a relatively new tune. I don't have a video out for it yet. It's called Fresh, Fresher, Freshest. To learn adjective form, check it out. Whether you're young, younger, youngest, or old, older, oldest. If you're shy, shyer, shyest, or bold, bolder, boldest. Follow Fluent CMC. Stick with me and you see. We keep it hot, hotter, hottest. Never cold, colder, coldest. Make it loud, louder, loudest. I'm proud, prouder, proudest of my family around the world. I could never be without this. Across the globe, we're spreading wide, wider, widest. Don't you know we learn through having fun? You oughta try this soon, sooner, soonest. You'll learn quick, quicker, quickest. If your books and lessons make you sick, sicker, sicker. Sing along to the song to be strong, stronger, strongest. Relax and repeat it won't take long longer longest that's fresh fresh and freshest cooling with dj luke paris france y'all fluent cmc much peace and respect Wow, that was absolutely amazing. I'm so glad to have had uh, you rapping on the podcast. That was the first time I'd really had that opportunity to really uh, just, you know, go for it. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> it sounds amazing. It's brilliant. One thing is, um, you, I, I, I guess, like using the um, using the rapping in in your lessons, you, you expect ultimately the the students to kind of repeat um, your rhymes a bit like they would do if it was a song. You know, you kind of learn the lyrics and you listen to it again and again, and then ultimately you kind of sing the song, or um, sort of producing the language. Is that what you expect uh, learners to do with your with your rapping to to repeat? I'm really glad you asked me that because you know a lot of times. If you have a song to learn a language, you might think, I have to, you know, do this song right now. You know, or the teacher says, you know, do the song. And, of course, that's not how we learn songs. The first time you hear a song, you don't do it. <laughs> not the yeah. second time, the third time. You know, you're listening, you're enjoying it. And if you like it, you're repeating it. Mm. And then by repeating it, you get more familiar with it. Yeah. And then, yeah, some people will want to do it. Some people like to perform. Some people will just listen and the words are in their head yeah, uh, yeah any of those things depending on your style i think as but, a learner can help um don't you think you need to have like a bit of talent to be able to to rap like you do because i mean you know you've been doing it for a while and you know i guess some people would think oh i can't do that <laughs> well i think the I, I definitely understand that because when i started doing it i was terrible <laughs> so yeah it takes a lot of practice and i don't think i don't think the goal is to try to you know cop be like me or another rapper or singer yeah. or actor when we're learning language from from those people um uh however to to try to approximate that or to you know mimic certain parts of it i think can really help yeah. uh and for teachers of, of that use my materials too sometimes they say I, I can't do this and i say why well because i don't rap and i say but wait a minute <laughs> you know i'm the one doing that part <laughs> you know yeah. you're helping the the students to to use the materials and uh so so I don't, there's no pressure on either a teacher or a student to try to uh perform so much actually i've seen that some of your videos have been made to help people rap along mm -hmm. and you, you you've got like the script there of, of all the lyrics on the screen 
but you add in some of the words and then like a lot of the words are missing and the idea is that the students rap with you exactly and then you know most students and learn uh, teachers of language are familiar with gap fill yeah. where it's, words are taken out and uh, to do it you know uh, with video and yeah. you know to, for, for me to leave the words out and students to do it yeah that's a way to uh, you know take some of the pressure off to try to do all the, the yeah. words. And, uh, and so in the activities uh, that I have in the book I have, and when I, when I give suggestions to learners and teachers, uh, it's usually things like that, like, you know, repeating certain chunks. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do it, uh, do, wrap it, not to try to wrap the whole thing. However, it's funny, you know, some students will say, I could never do this. And then you say, okay, then don't do it. And then they listen to it and then they do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you just go get them into the right comfort- comfortable place where they feel comfortable to then start trying it out, I guess. What right. are the three R's that you mentioned? <laughs> the three R's uh, relax, repeat, remember. Uh-huh. So the best way to understand that idea is, you know, when, when your uh, you know, mother sings you a lullaby when you're young or you read the same book again and again, you know, you're repeating without trying to study it. So that's mm. the idea of you're relaxed and engaged. And as a result, you remember the language. I see. Okay. Now, Jason, um, you know, when I knew that you'd be on the podcast, I thought um, I would try my hand at uh, doing some rhyming as well. Excellent. <laughs> Do you want to hear the results of it? Oh, well, absolutely. Okay. Right. I'm going <laughs> to play, cool. play everyone uh, my attempt at a rap. And just bear in mind that this is the first time that I'd ever done it. Um, and Do you have a name? Yeah, I'm calling myself the well-spoken MC. <laughs> the well-spoken <laughs> MC, nice. Um, and uh, so, okay, this is my attempt at uh, rapping, Jason. I'd like to hear what you think and what everyone else thinks as well. Here it is. Here's my rhyme. It's called the well-spoken MC. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Let me introduce myself to you. My name is Luke. I'm an ordinary dude. I like food. I wear shoes. I like to watch YouTube. I'm just like you. Or maybe Doctor Who when I'm in a good suit and I'm feeling in the mood. Because from time to time, I like to unwind. I drink a bit of wine and then I try to write a rhyme. And when I combine all of this online, then surely it's a sign that it's my time to shine. Because I like to feel fine and I do it all the time. And in my mind, I'm going to get mine. It's just a natural fact and I like it like that. So relax and sit back and listen to this track. It's just a natural fact and I like it like that. So relax and sit back and listen I get dizzy with a bit of thin Lizzie While drinking some fizzy, getting busy with Queen Lizzie I'm a gentleman with a lesson plan I'll help you understand it with a diagram Of different tenses and complex senses Or ways of saying sentences with different kinds of emphases Yes, you could say that I'm blessed with a Celta and a Delta And my CV's fresh I teach pronunciation throughout the nation to stop alienation caused by poor articulation it's just a natural fact and I like it like that so relax and sit back and listen to this track because I speak like a native I'm here to get creative and have I already stated that I'm very qualificated I've got a wide CV and even wider TV which I'd like you to see in confidentiality because between you and me and the deep blue sea one day I'm going to be on the BBC Because I've got that BBC style The one that makes you think for a little while About the way that most newsreaders speak It sounds as if they're trying to repeat Sentences of information with crazy intonation And weird enunciation that's clearly fascinating And at the end of every single news report There is a summary of sorts 
of all the main sports and some afterthoughts, where the main news anchor, he turns to the camera and delivers an answer in the form of a mantra. This is the voice of the BBC. And while you're sitting there drinking cups of tea, we're working away inside your TV. And on the screen, you will surely see that I go by the name of the well-spoken MC. C, C, C. Okay, so there you go. That was my rhyme called the well-spoken MC. What do you think of that? Honestly, man, I'm I'm impressed. When it started, I, it it seemed more like you were kind of you know being a little silly, and and that's in there. But then you there's some there's some nice rhymes in there, man. That's really your first attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, my first attempt. I've I've done I, okay. I've done little tiny bits of uh, rhyming. <laughs> He's actually on. a world famous rapper. <laughs> we're gonna discover now. I've done every now. I've I've done like one or two little tiny okay. r- uh, raps on the podcast before. Like one about how I was sick. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm under the weather. But in a few days, I'm going to feel better. Uh-huh. You know, all that sort of stuff. But so nothing, not not like a whole track like that. Um, yeah, it's great, man. You know, uh, as as I tell my learners, you have it in you, man. Yeah, we've all got it in us. Yeah, I genuinely believe that. Like I'd I'd never considered um, trying to do any rapping before in my life. Um, and then like music I, rhyme, it's all it's all there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just having you on the show sort of inspired me to. Uh, try my hand at doing it and yeah it's i'm just you know i like to put try and put a bit of comedy into it's it, great so. yeah no it has the comedy but it also has some 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 nice gems thanks in man. there some good rhyming thanks a lot <laughs> um i'm really glad you liked it um so so what's next then for fluency mc what's what what are you doing next let's see uh i'm going to spain uh next week uh and then i'll be in italy for a couple weeks in in february and this is with gallery languages that i'm yeah. working with and those are all um middle schools and, and high schools where I'm going to do live events, workshops, yeah. the Rhyme on Time tour. So that's Brilliant. that's going on. Uh, I'm also, uh, as always, on WizIQ, which is where I do uh, online uh, webinars and free courses. Everything's free, so, uh, mainly for teacher development, professional right. development. So yeah. um, doing a series called Featured Teachers that I'm going to invite you yeah really on? yeah oh brilliant yeah. <laughs> okay i look forward to that yeah and we've got some really great people coming up and was like he's doing wonderful things to to make this webinar yeah, series yeah. happen fantastic well i have a few teachers who listen to luke's english podcast what's the best way for them to you know get involved in whiz iq yeah and learners too because we yeah. you know it's for both um best way is probably just to email me i mean they can go on whizIQ.com and, and look around but yeah. my email address there is jace at whiz so my nickname jace j-a-s-e yeah and then I'm happy to, to uh, get back in touch with, with them about that. Okay. Uh, but they can also, you know, people can find me on, on Facebook, YouTube. If you, know, if you Google Fluency MC yeah. uh, and any way, you know, through my website or Facebook message, you can ask me about WizIQ, yeah. about Gallery Languages, uh, Fluency MC, anything. Okay. <laughs> Spain, Italy, with Gallery Languages doing workshop, live workshops. So, so um Will they be broadcast as well on the internet? No, we're, we're, we're thinking about how we might do that in the future. Um, but for now, no, we'll take you know pictures and videos and have them up, kind of teasers yeah. for people. Yeah. But right now, we're trying to get as many live events going okay. as we can. And uh, sometimes uh, I've had up to 400 students at once Whoa. At, uh, for these. So it's, 
It's wow. pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And with WizIQ, people can go on and they can learn English for free? Well, they can go on and find tutors and teachers, yeah. live yeah. classes, um, self-paced, like, asynchronous videos uh, to learn yeah. English, yeah, yeah. Uh, free or paid, depending on the yeah. teacher. Yeah. Um, and again, the, what I'm doing there is uh, all free and open courses and webinars uh, for teacher training, but anyone's welcome to come. Yeah. It's really educators and learners worldwide. Okay. WizIQ, I suppose, is W-I-Z-Z-I-Q. W-I-Z or Z from me. Yes. IQ.com. Yeah, no, no, not two Zs, one Z. Oh, it's w- just one. Yeah, just one. W-I-Z or Z. Yeah. Uh, IQ.com. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or just find me um, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hook you up. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> Jace, uh, Jason R. Levine on Facebook or Fluency MC. If you just Google search Fluency MC, then you'll, you'll definitely find it. There's, there's loads of stuff there. Um, that's great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. <sighs> Thank you. I really appreciate this. I, I'm a fan of your podcast. And now that I've, I've, I've been working with you, I've been listening to more and following your yeah. Facebook page. And it's, it's exciting. You've got a great, great fan base out there yeah, following I've, you. I've got some really cool uh, fans. And uh, I'm sure that they're going to enjoy this episode. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, brilliant. Well, um, great. I look forward to sort of working with you again in some way. This this Wiz IQ thing sounds interesting. Definitely. Yeah. No, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. All right. Great. Thanks very much, Jason. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening to Luke's English Podcast in this, um, what has been quite a, a, a historical episode, I'd say. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll speak to you all soon in some way. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. And I'm going to do that right now. Here we go. Uh, goodbye. Bye. 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 visit teacherluke.co.uk Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.